Welcome back, community group leaders, to this week's episode of The Deeper Podcast, where we partner with you as you grow closer to God, His Word, and people. This week, we're going to be continuing on this theme of legacy letters and what it means to be a blessing. We're going to be spending some time in 2 Timothy. Going on this journey today, I'm your host, Cody Leakin. We're joined here with Joe Hishma. Joe. Hey, everyone. If you are watching on video, um, Cody and I are wearing dueling plaids today. Yep. We've got that plaid on point because it's that temperature out. What are it we is. Looking at? 36 it's plaid today. kind of weather. you got to wear the right. flannels. That's just how it goes. That's right. Awesome. So before we get going, I just wanted to let you guys know that we're looking at this to be the last podcast for the season. So while there won't be the official discussion going on, we'd love to have you guys keep meeting with your groups, mm-hmm. just more so sharing life together, not letting this be a season of no community for you since there's not like a structured thing, but just letting God move in your groups. Like uh, I know my group, we love to do board games during this time and it's a busy season, so people can, if they can make it, they can make it, and if not, they don't. And so, but still having that time to just come together is huge. And so, we'll be kicking off in the spring a little bit earlier with the podcast. So be on the lookout for that. That'll come out with the emails. But bef- as we get kicking off, I wanted to sell, tell you about how great the writing the letters was for me. Really? But also how much time it took. <laughs> yes, it always takes a little bit more time than you think. Yes. Uh, to put your thoughts down on paper. And how many times do we look at a blank sheet of paper and try to fill it with words? Yeah. Those are very few times. Usually it's fill in the blanks. Right. And, uh, or it's just typing out an email, which nothing tells you how long that should be. Yeah. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> when you have the physical space, it yeah. just is sometimes the first time feels overwhelming. The physical space and it being handwritten. Yes. So starting out with the outline was huge because I like, well, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And the challenge to like, well, I have two daughters, one who probably doesn't understand very many words and the other one yeah. who still can't read, but like I can read it to her. Yeah. And so trying to think through like, well, what do I want to say? Yeah. Lucy's four months old, so there wasn't a whole lot of like, but there's still stuff there to That's write right. about. And so That's right. that was really good and inspiring. And so I can't wait to hear about how you guys' stories went and how That's that right. goes because I I had a really good time with it, even yeah. though it took a lot longer. And Yeah, my small group um, actually spent the whole time last week I can uh, imagine, writing yeah. stories, writing uh, those blessings, those not stories, le- writing letters. Yeah. And uh, I think we only got through two or three of them each during <laughs> yes. that time, but it was still worth it. We read it to each other just to get oh, some encouragement yeah. and affirmation before we sent them or, or give them to them. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that was good. And I saw the stationery used and super inspiring to have <laughs> a nice piece of paper. That's right. And through the uh, blessing of Amazon, you can order that and get it in two days. That's right. You <laughs> don't have job, to go Brian. to a special paper show, store to do that. Awesome. So this week we're going to be continuing along the same theme of blessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you start your message off recapping what we covered last week. So if you missed last week, that'll be a great tidbit, but really mm-hmm. challenge you to go revisit that. They're all archived on the interwebs nowadays anyway. That's right. So That's right. But as we continue this week, we're going into Second Timothy. So can you give us a background of where you're going and what we can expect from this week? Yeah, so First Timothy was Paul's uh, first imprisonment in Rome. 
And then he was released. Most people believe he was released for about two years. Then and did something. We don't know what. The early church has some speculation as to what it was, but we don't know. Uh, where he was arrested the second time by Nero. And it's after that time he was arrested, after a certain period of time, he was decapitated outside of Rome. Mm. And so this is after, after that second Roman um, imprisonment, this is, he saw the end. He saw the end. Yeah. And he's pouring out into a guy who he poured into uh, throughout his life, and he's giving him his final words. And so really, Second Timothy is the final words of Paul. Mm. And we have an opportunity to look at his legacy look at even his practices that we can follow today in being a blessing to people around us. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Super excited. And like I said, the letter first and second Timothy are some of my favorite books. If we can pick a favorite book, Yes, but just the ones that I find so applicable and mm -hmm. I guess nostalgic as I read it. Cause I get to think about those who have poured into me and then wanting to be able to outpour that. So that's right. Good that's time right. in the books. So as we're jumping in here, what does this week's passage teach us about living in the blessing of God and giving that to others? Okay, so remember, Paul um, built into Timothy when he was in Iconium and Lystra and Derbe, those three, um, three um, cities yep. is where he met Timothy. And yet those were the three that if you read in the book of Acts, where Paul went through some significant trials and persecution and suffering. And so it was in those places that Timothy literally got to watch him live out his faith. And so when he says, I have fought the good fight, I finished the race, I have kept the faith, uh, Timothy had experiences. They had literal, physical, and emotional, and you know, experiential uh, uh, circumstances where all of that made sense. It wasn't just words coming from Paul. It was the relationship coming from him. Awesome. What from your time of study do we have as the considerable extra bits, the stuff that didn't make it into the sermon that we would love to just hear about and get to experience a different one? Sure. I didn't go, I mean, we saw Paul and I mentioned it, that he had an eternal perspective with his life, that everything he was doing in the present was looking forward to the future with Christ. Hmm. And he had such a love and a passion for the future with Christ. I don't go into a ton of explanation of what the future is like with Christ, but um, you see it as ultimately the crown of righteousness, which we'll talk about this week. You'll see it as um, living out faith, becoming sight. You see the true fulfillment of everything, the shalom of God, the rest, the peace, you know, that you finally have with God and you have eternity in the presence of Christ, who Paul said... For me to live is is uh, is Christ, and to die is gain. I mean, he just gain was everything of why yeah. he poured his life into it. Which isn't that something that we need now? We need that perspective that pulls us away from the lure of this world and the promotion of self yep. or the accumulation of things for ourselves to just have more or be more or do more, yep. so that we can rest in the completed work of Christ, not just now but in eternity. And so Paul is going to do that. That's, and so I didn't bring out and flesh out everything about what's going to happen in yeah. the future, but I ended up just moving to, where does Paul, and you might want to do this in your free time, where does Paul talk about the future and what's that future? How did he hold that future? Yeah. And what were some of the indicators of that future in his life, the things that really welled up within him and created a longing for eternity? 
yeah, the the project me is so prevalent. And so what a good reminder to like, yeah, have that e- eternal focus. That's right. That's right. So when we're looking at taking this passage and we're done with Sunday, so we're moving on, we want to take this and apply it in our lives. The first question we've got here is who is your Timothy or Timothy's? Okay. So, um, about, let's see, when I was 13 years old, there was a guy who came into my life named Tom Frankie and Tom was my Paul. He looked into my eyes. He said, Joe, I see something in you. I don't see in a lot of guys. I see a heart for the Lord and I see a leadership abilities. And Tom just, when I was going through one of the most unstable points in my life, emotionally imbalanced, 13-year-old dude, (laughs) I mean, you're going to, that's what middle school is made of. (laughs) And yet here was an older guy, not my parents, but an older second voice who spoke into me and, I mean, blessed me during that time. Then another guy named Chip Bernhardt came into my life, and he said, boy, I see you having ministry skills. I'd like you to think about being a pastor. And it was oh. his invitation and his discipleship of me and his involvement with ministry in me that I ultimately had a call to the ministry. So I'm here because there was a Paul in my life. Yeah. And, 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 and then, so what I do then is to what has been done for me. Yeah. And so I always want guys to disciple. I've had guys in whatever ministry role I could name four or five names who were my Timothys during that time. And there's still guys I connect with. There's still guys. I don't know everything that's going on in their lives right now. I just know they're following the Lord, and I hear different stories about them or yeah. from them from time to time. Right now, there's a group of guys that I spend time with on Tuesday mornings, building into them. They're my Timothys. You're one of those on yep. Tuesday mornings at 7.45 a.m. Um, there's other guys I've discipled throughout the years that I keep in contact with. Um, there are every one of our elders are guys who are sharpening me, and I'm building into, and they're building into me. We do this together. Yeah. So I always want in my life. Number one, I want to worship daily. I want to share life with my family. I want to lead courageously in the church. I want to disciple a few guys, and I want to uh, live generously. Those are my five, <laughs> why am I here kind of yeah. missions in, in life. And so I'm always going to be doing that. Yeah. Your five guiding principles. Yep. Love it. When I think what about, about you? the Timothys in my life, there's the easy one of like having another guy, mm-hmm. Zach, we get to pour, I get to pour out into him and he's young and hungry and he's just looking out for like well, how do I become better and all of that? Mm-hmm. But I think about the more difficult ones of the kids. Mm-hmm. like Because with the kids, I'm always on. It's always like an example. Yeah. Whereas like with Zach, it's like... You can't clean up for the hour meeting, right? Yep. <laughs> I, I show up to coffee and I could put on my, <laughs> yeah, right. all right, mentor that's hat right. here. Yeah. With the kids, it's like at the end of the day when I'm gassed coming home and remembering like they're, I'm an example for them and mm-hmm. I want them to see Christ in me and through me. And so making sure that that's a priority. Sure. Sure. So as we kind of hit on a little bit, how does this look in your life? Well, um, number one, I'm going to share my life. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to share just principles about life. I'm going to share my life. And when you share your life with someone, they see your struggles and they see your your victories and they see your success. They don't just hear, do this, don't do that. They hear this is what it looks like in our lives. And you create a space because you've shared your life this, you create a safe space for them to share their life with you. I've tried to do this most with my Timothys in my family, my, my three boys. I've tried to create a, an environment where, uh, especially in their adult years, I'm no longer their coach. I'm yep. a consultant. 
So I just want to cultivate an environment where I'm an easy first call for them. They don't look at that call as, oh, no, what's my dad going to say? Or, man, what? I, I don't want to tell this to my dad. Yeah. You know, But rather they can be themselves, failure, success, and share that without the uh, judgmental eye on their lives. But it's, it's done out of love and it's spoken in love in whatever I speak to them. And so that, that, that's my standard, at least. Yeah. And that's how it looks is I just try to create an environment for them where I'm living out and having meaningful conversations about my faith, meaningful conversations about my struggle and my burden in life, sharing them when I'm struggling with something. Yeah. Every man struggles. Every person struggles with something. Yeah. And we're looking for someone to care enough to share that burden because this burden wasn't meant just to be laid on Christ, but to also be laid on each other, to mm-hmm. bear one another's burdens in Christ. So uh, that's, that's kind of how I do it. What about you? So it starts out like more like officially. So we have a time where every week we meet at, mm-hmm. we do Panera, we have coffee and we just talk about it. We open the word. We kind of just let that organically flow. But then some of the other rich moments I have is throughout the week, like getting the text messages or just the random stop bys of like, hey, this is what's going on. Yeah. And so it's not just a one hour fix your life kind of situation. Sure. It's like, we're just doing life together. And so getting to hear the highs and the lows and all Mm -hmm. of that throughout the week, I mean, it it does take effort. I mean, it's not just something easy to do and it takes intentionality, but I've really gotten to enjoy, you know, when Lil's like, who are you texting? It's like, oh, well, Zach's got this thing happening in his life. And it's like really kind of a joy to be able to share and to see how that kind of plays out. Yeah. And then with the kids, it's every moment, every moment, <laughs> every moment of, moment of every yes, day. That's right. Just trying to be that example and trying to just share with them what that looks like. And yeah, sometimes think, you're Timothy, you're changing their diapers. Sometimes you're yep. Timothy, you're feeding, putting food in there. You're yep. just being around, playing with, getting on the floor. Yeah, yep. being that dad. But you know what I've learned? It's everything I have with my kids now is because I put that time in. Then yeah. And that time that I thought, boy, kids don't just arrive at maturity. <laughs> uh, There's a lot of struggle in the middle. Yeah. There's a lot of struggle in the middle. And you being with them during that time to be that affirming voice and to give perspective is so important. Yeah. One thing I wanted to address here um, to go off script a little bit is our elders realized how important uh, Timothy's are to us. The future leadership of our church are going to be yeah. Timothy's. And we realized that many of us have relationship with other guys, and many of us have relationship with um, that are sharing life with other people, but we're not sharing the word with other people. Hmm. And so this certainly is one that we want to be committed to and are committed. Over the past several months, we've been working out a system in which through these mentoring relationships, you can really deepen your understanding of the scriptures, because one of the role of elders is apt to teach. In other words... Teaching and defending the scriptures. Where does it say it? Why does it say it? Uh, Because a world's going to be asking questions and a church is going to be wondering what to answer. And so giving that answer is something that leaders, whether they're men or women, need to have around here. And so we need to continue. It just has to be uncompromising for us is to teach the word to people as we deepen relationships with people. So we've seen the mix of that, that it's really important for us to do. Yeah. I like the image in your message where you're talking about like fighting the good fight and the intentionality about it not always being something easy. Yeah. And so like when it comes to mentoring, I think about 
those early mornings waking up and going, yeah, there's, there's got to be coffee because like, mm-hmm. it's early, but like <laughs> that's what it means to get before both of our work schedules. That's right. Is so that way we can still have that intentional time and it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's worth it to get up and to be a little bit more tired to have that time. Cause when we think about it, like this is the next people who are going to be taking over the church. And so yeah. wrestling with them through the scriptures and I found really good joy in just letting him pick, mm-hmm. Hey, what are we reading? And we go through books and he gets to pick. And so then he has buy-in in it and just getting to see the joy and the light up of, in the mm-hmm. face. I was like, man, this is, this is good. Yeah. Even though it's really early in the morning and I wish I was still in bed, especially yeah. now when there's no sun up. It's like, oh, That's right. Man. And you got a little baby. <laughs> and a little baby. Yeah. yeah. But That's awesome. good. Yes, That's Joe, good. will you pray for us as sure. we finish up our time here today? I'd love to. Heavenly Father, thank you for this season of community groups. Thank you for each person who's serving you and leading. And in a sense, every leader here has Timothys under them who are looking to them and following what they're doing. And so may our lives be worthy of the gospel. In other words, may we reflect in grace and in faith what, what is our good response to what you've done for us. And Lord, I just trust uh, all these letters that our church will write over the next several weeks. I pray that you would bless them. May you prepare the, the uh, eyes and the mind of the reader. May they be a blessing. May they receive them as a blessing. And may you bless those who are doing that. And may the Spirit have freedom as we choose to bless people as you have blessed us. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. And so as we conclude this season of podcasts, we look forward to picking back up. We're going to start a little bit earlier than we've done in the past in the spring. So be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for all of the emails that will be coming with extra information for you since it won't be covered during this podcast time. But I'll keep you guys informed and look forward to seeing you guys next season. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone. 